welcome to Single Mom Mindset, the podcast, a place for choice moms, donor-conceived people, and non-traditional families. Now let's do this thing. Okay, this is episode one. I'm freaking excited. I can't even believe that this is truly coming to fruition. Um, This is something that I've been thinking about doing for a really long time. And I have been asking all of you if you would be into it and you seem to be really receptive. So as I had previously mentioned on the first episode, it's going to be just me, myself and I, while we work out the kinks, kind of figure this whole new world out. As most of you know, I am super not techie. I don't understand a lot of these things. So I'm always just learning and trying to progress as a person as well as like a tech person in this world. So I hope you can bear with me on the next episode. I promise I'm going to have somebody way cooler than me, somebody with super cool opinions and somebody that we can truly learn from. And with that said, let's dive in to episode one. Okay. So what I decided I was going to do for this episode was really just dive into my story, my kid's story, and what really brought me to this point. As most of you already know, I think, um, I had my daughter, Riley, who is now seven and a half, which is insane, with my ex-fiance. We were together for about four and a half years. We were engaged to be married. We had big plans for our future. And unfortunately, things didn't work out the way either of us had planned. Things didn't end well. Uh, I won't really get into the details about that ever, I don't think, publicly. But um, I have her full time. She's with me. And it's a bit of a, a complicated history. However, as I said, we won't get into it. So I was a single mom to Riley for a long time before I really decided to do this choice mom thing seriously. I had actually heard about it from my custody lawyer, which is kind of funny and ironic. She's the one that even exposed me to this reality. I didn't even know that women were single moms on purpose. I had no idea that that world even existed. So I have her to thank. So thank you. And um, yeah, she let me know that one of her clients went through a horrific divorce and custody battle and it was just awful. But she knew she wanted more children. So in moving forward, after closing up her custody battle with her ex, she actually became a choice mom. I think she had twins, but don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not sure, but she had children or at least a child entirely on her own as a choice mom. And when my lawyer had said it to me, I just was like, okay, haha. at the time, like I didn't really, I just took it with a grain of salt. But then about a year passed, I'd say, and I guess it was kind of like a nagging feeling in the back of my head because Riley was in daycare. She had friends that had siblings. So she would ask me often, how come she didn't have siblings or a baby brother, baby sister? And she didn't understand why it was just her. And quite frankly, I always envisioned that she would have a sibling. I always believed that I would either have a bunch 
or none, honestly. Not to say that an only child is a bad thing because they're great people too, but and there's beautiful families that are just single child families and it can be a wonderful thing because they get undivided attention from their mom and or parents and or whatever. So not to diss on that, I just, I knew my own personal preference was to have at least two if I was going to have children at all. So it kind of bummed me out that I had only had one with my ex because before we separated, I actually thought that I was pregnant with a second child. And I found out on Mother's Day that I, in fact, was not. And it was very devastating. But things work out exactly as they're supposed to. I am an enormous believer in that. And I truly wouldn't change any part of our story and any part of our family because having Riley with my ex worked out exactly as it was supposed to and having Leo as a choice mom has worked out exactly as it's back to what I was saying about my lawyer advising me of this route being a possibility um, about a year after custody stuff kind of wrapped up I decided to actually start looking into it what exactly is involved? Is it literally just like looking through a catalog, finding a donor, using a turkey baster? Is that what is to be expected? Turns out, no, not really. Um, But I had a lot to learn. I had a lot to figure out and I started doing it. I had all the self-doubt going through my head. I had people that I love. I won't put them on blast, but being totally unsupportive, like how are you going to afford another one? You're doing it alone. Are you crazy? It's going to be hard for Riley because she sees her dad and then this baby gets to stay home. And how's that going to be fair? And how are you going to manage daycare and two different daycares? And then there's going to be daycare and school drop off and you're, you can't really hand off any of the tasks to a partner. How are you going to manage it? Are you sure? Are you crazy? You know, just over and over again. But I knew in my heart, hold on, let me say, I did have, I did, the doubts did creep in and people did convince me at times that I was insane and I shouldn't do it and I would put it on pause. But ultimately I had this nagging feeling in my heart that I just knew that it was something that was just calling to me and it was something that I truly felt was right for my family and I. And so I actually pursued it. I met with my gynecologist. I explained to her what it was that I wanted to do. And she said, okay. And she was completely supportive too. I took my IUD out. Is that what they're called? I'd only had it in for like, God, a month or two. Anyway, I think that's what it is. Like the birth control, clampy metal copper, whatever the hell is it is thing that they put inside you. Anyways, that thing, I had only had it for a short period of time and I asked her to take it out and I wanted to pursue this. What does she recommend? Does she have any like colleagues that she would recommend that I reach out to in the like fertility specialty? And um, she gave me the name of a couple of fertility clinics in our area And I made a phone call that afternoon and had my first appointment booked within, I believe it was just a couple of weeks. 
So I was nervous, bit off every single one of my fingernails because that's what I do when I'm nervous. It's a gross habit. Sorry. (laughs) And I went in with all my questions prepared and felt like a fish out of water when I walked in there because there were mostly couples. I don't think there was anybody else by themselves, to be honest. It was filled with couples and I felt a small amount of sadness, I'll be honest, because the first time that I was pregnant and went through the whole, you know, doctor's appointments and all that, I wasn't alone. So it felt like, you know, we're conditioned to believe that there's a certain way that things are supposed to be done. And we oftentimes as a society believe that pregnancy is something that you're supposed to be doing with another person. And usually it's a man and a woman doing it together, right? So it was really difficult for me to forget those ideals and forget what society had convinced me to believe was the correct way to do this because it's, although there's so many of us that do decide to be choice moms, it's not as common as the traditional man plus woman equals baby. So we have to unlearn a lot of the things that we are are told. Um, so anyway, so then when I was at the doctor's appointment, I walked in, explained to the nurse why I was there, what I was hoping to do. And surprisingly, she was fantastic because, yes, I worried that she would be an asshole and she would be totally against what I was doing. But much to my surprise and my joy, she was lovely. And following her, I met with the fertility doctor who was just as lovely. She had explained to me that because I had had such a beautiful, healthy pregnancy with Riley, which I'm super blessed and grateful for, I likely would have a successful pregnancy just using IUI, which is intrauterine insemination without um, the help of any fertility medication at that time is what she believed. So she recommended that I do one to three rounds of IUI. And if we don't have any success going that route, then I would start medication and we would see how that would work. Um, So moving forward from there, she gave me some referrals to um, have blood work done, to have a pap test done, and to do a few Um, like scans and such and ultrasounds and so forth the usual that they have you do and then I was to choose a donor if everything came back good and the clear that I'm I'm ready to have a baby and um, so yeah so then I had to choose a donor from a site that they were like affiliated with or that they frequently worked with and one that they recommended So I went that route when I went home after I was all in the clear. I did some online shopping or browsing, I guess. And there were several donors that I thought were great. And at first it was like, oh my gosh, I have to pick like the cutest baby picture, obviously, because my child needs to be the cutest in the room. No shit. And they need to be super athletic and they need to be super like all these things. I had these ideals. That didn't last very long because actually I met with another specialist because they make you 
sit down with a psychologist. I don't know if that it's like that everywhere, but here you have to have one meeting with a psychologist and they just make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons, that you understand what it is like to be a mother and especially doing it on your own and so forth. However, this woman was fantastic and we had a lot of conversations about motherhood and whatever, obviously. But one thing that really stood out to me from her was that she said, like, listen, at the end of the day, looks matter-ish in our society. Yes, okay. Appearances are, it's the first thing that we see when we see somebody. So they are a thing, whether we like it or not. However, do you care what your child looks like versus who they are versus their health versus, you know, just how they are raised as a human being. And it was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I I hear you. Like, you know, cute baby, love the idea. But also, I care more about the medical history. I care more about if my child's going to be at risk for disease or issues later on in life and so forth, right? We want our children to be happy and healthy and well and thriving. That's what any parent is going to tell you. So I took a big inhale, exhale, and I did like a little filtering on my search for the donor. And I focused, yes, on brown hair and eye color because I wanted him to look at least a little bit like us. Yes. But then I really started doing a deep dive on the medical history, family history, um, the donors essays and the way that they spoke and the reason that they were doing this and just the things that really matter about a person. I think way more than how tall they are and what they look like. And that kind of worked out well for me because I may be biased, but I think Leo is the cutest little man that I've ever seen. So it worked out. And to be fair, the donor was a cute baby, but that wasn't the best thing about him. So I'll just put that out there for anybody that's doing any donor browsing in the near future that the looks aren't the biggest thing, obviously. And what else do we have? Okay, so then I chose a donor, had my first, because then you have to, what you have to do is you have to track your ovulation. And that was something that was so new to me because I'm going to sound like an asshole and I get it with Riley. It just happened. So I just figured, you know, it's just going to happen. And that's not the case, especially as we get a little bit older as a woman, things do change. So, and when you're doing it this way, You're not just, oh, there's a saying and now it's going to escape me. It would have been funny for this, but it's just, you're not going to just be doing it whenever you feel like it and then just see what happens, right? Because you're going to be meeting with a fertility doctor and it's going to be all planned and scheduled and kind of not sexy. But with that, you have to track your ovulation and go in on specific days and so forth. So I had to track my ovulation and within 24 hours of ovulating, I would go in for my IUI and pray and leave it up to the gods and the universe and whatever and hope for 
a little baby. And when I went for my first IUI, I was sure and I was like, oh my God, this is it. I can't believe it. I know I'm going to be, I'm going to beat those statistics. I'm going to be that woman that goes in for that one time. I mean, I got pregnant with Riley so easily, like this is going to be it. And I was absolutely devastated when I peed on the stick and wasn't pregnant. Uh, Honestly, it was heartbreaking and that might sound ridiculous because the statistics are that like your chances of getting pregnant on the first try are ridiculous. Whether you're doing it as a choice mom with a donor or not, the chances of being getting pregnant on the first try is actually really slim despite what we are told in sex ed class. Be careful if he looks at you, you're going to get pregnant when the reality is really not that. And, but yeah, so that, it was really heartbreaking. I was truly devastated and was like, this is it. That's not going to work for me. What am I going to do? It's over. I got to just give up on this plan, which was just me for a moment being ridiculous and overdramatic, which I can be at times. But then something came over me and was like, you know what? Let's just try one more time. Let's just, a second time, you know, second time's charm, maybe, whatever. Let's see. Tried and wasn't successful again and this time I blamed myself because I had some medical treatments and I had done some Botox and it was like oh my gosh maybe the chemicals from that you know maybe they were lingering in my body and that's the reason why it didn't work and I just I was like talking myself off the ledge there for a minute but came to again realized that timing is everything and it just wasn't supposed to be at that time it just woosaw breathe it's fine and for a good while I just put the idea on the back burner I was so defeated because I was so certain that it was going to work both times and when it didn't it was just devastating so I put it on the back burner just preoccupied myself with other things with just being mom to Riley and just knowing that if if I'm just mom to Riley that is a beautiful gift already so just being happy with the family that I have and then I got this feeling to do it one more time and I knew that I just I wanted one more but you know what I'm gonna give it one last go because she told me the fertility doctor that if it didn't work on the third try that I would have to start doing medications and so forth and it kind of freaked me out and I'm I have a thing with needles and it was the idea of having to like stab myself with fertility drugs it's something that is so worth it but it's (laughs) a major phobia of mine if you know me at all like blood tests I cry like I'm just I'm a lot I'm sorry but (laughs) I apologize to anyone that's ever been a witness or anyone that's ever been a phlebotomist and has me as like a, a customer or whatever the hell you a patient god bless you I apologize but okay I went for the final IUI and it just happened to be on Christmas day that I was ovulating Christmas day. So December 25th, 2020, I went in for my third and final IUI. And it was one of those times where I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to stress. It is what it is. If it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And if it's not, it's because I'm meant to be a mom just to Riley. And that in itself is a gift. So we're going to be thankful for everything that we have. And that's it. I leave it up to God, leave it up to the universe. What is meant to be will be. And I left it at that. 
I didn't even really think about it. It was just whatever's going to happen. If I don't get my period in a couple weeks, then I'm pregnant. And if I do, then it's all in the universe's plan. So I didn't stress, truly didn't. I let it be. And in January of 2021, at some point, I didn't get my period. I peed on a stick. And it turned out that little man was inside my belly and growing and I was going to have another child. And it was the second biggest blessing I've ever had, my two babies. And it's been the most beautiful choice and it's worked out exactly as it should. And he's been the most amazing addition to our family and... Yeah, I wouldn't change a single thing. So I am grateful for the way things have worked out. And honestly, what's funny is so many people are like, but why did it take you so long to like just keep going? Because, you know, with age and everything, like you need to you need to act fast with with being a choice mom, right? Or getting pregnant as a woman like we there's a time limit, unfortunately. And you know what? Riley being six and a half when he was born, I believe was the perfect time. I believe that it happened exactly when it was supposed to because had it been at any other time, I wouldn't be the mom that I am now. She wouldn't be the big sissy that she is now. Our relationships would be different in terms of you know, she's a great helper. And had she been four at the time or three at the time or whatever, she could have been big sissy helper also. But I think for our family, our dynamic, just, yeah, it just worked out exactly the way it's supposed to. So yeah, I'm going to leave you with that for episode one. That is just a little... I don't know. That's just our story, our family story, how it came to be, what it is. Of course, there's more to it and I can obviously go more in depth with things and procedures and so forth. And maybe we'll do that on another episode when I bring in some fertility experts. But for the next episode, hopefully next week, I'm going to try to make this like a weekly thing, but The next guest is going to be a fellow choice mom whom I love and think is fantastic. And I would love for you to hear her view, her opinions, her, um, how life has treated her and what brought her to becoming a choice mom. And with that, I will leave you. I hope you have an incredible week. And if you're not following at Candace Catherine on TikTok and on Instagram, I think everywhere really, and on YouTube. Um, Do so and come back next week. Bye.